0: Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support.
1: It's March 3rd, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The AP is reporting that the Kremlin accused Ukrainian saboteurs of crossing into Western Russia and firing on villagers yesterday. Ukraine denied the claim and warned that Moscow could use the allegations to justify stepping up its own attacks in the ongoing war. The exact circumstances of the reported attack in the Bryansk region were unclear, as was the strategic purpose of such an assault. The regional governor said two civilians were killed. If confirmed, it would be another indication following drone attacks earlier this week that Kiev may be intensifying pressure against Moscow by exposing Russian defensive weaknesses, embarrassing the Kremlin, and sowing unease among Russian civilians. A group calling itself the Russian Volunteer Corps claimed it crossed the border into Russia in a video that also urged Russians to rebel. The group's statement did not explain what actions it took or what specific objectives it wanted to achieve. The Russian Volunteer Corps described itself as a volunteer formation in the armed forces of Ukraine. Little is known about the group, and it was not immediately clear if it has any ties with the Ukrainian military.
0: Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov spoke briefly with one another yesterday during a meeting of top diplomats from the Group of 20 Nations, a U.S. official said Thursday. According to Politico, the roughly 10-minute conversation marks the first time the two counterparts have come face-to-face since Russia launched its war on Ukraine. The U.S. official said Blinken used the brief conversation on the sidelines of the G20 meeting in New Delhi to make three points to Lavrov. That the U.S. would continue to support Ukraine in its defense against Russia for as long as it takes to end the war, that Russia should rejoin the New START nuclear treaty, and that Russia should release imprisoned American Paul Whelan. The official added that Blinken disabused Lavrov of any idea that the United States support of Ukraine would waver, and that the Secretary of State didn't get the impression from the Russian Foreign minister that Moscow's behavior would change in any way.
1: Dorchavella is reporting that a Belarusian court handed a 2022 Nobel Prize winner Oles Beliatsky a 10-year prison sentence earlier this morning, his rights group said, the pro-democracy activist and two other members of the Vyazna Human Rights Center were convicted of financing opposition protests in the country. Some 1,500 people in Belarus are in prison for political reasons, according to rights groups. Many of those behind bars have been arrested since the suppression of the 2020 protests, which erupted after strongman leader Alexander Lukashenko declared himself president amid accusations of fraud from his opponents in the West.
0: Elsewhere, according to the Straits Times, a Cambodian court on Friday sentenced top opposition leader Kem Soka to 27 years in jail for treason, a case critics say is designed to bar him from politics ahead of the country's July election. Soka was the joint founder of the now-dissolved Cambodia National Rescue Party, and has long been a foe of Hun Sen, Asia's longest-serving leader. Immediately after the verdict, the 69-year-old was placed under house arrest, where he will be banned from meeting anyone who is not a family member. The court also stripped him of his right to vote and barred him from running for political office. He has one month to appeal the conviction and jail
1: sentence. Al Jazeera reports that Nicaragua's government has committed serious and systematic violations which amount to crimes against humanity, a United Nations-appointed team of human rights experts has said, calling for international sanctions against the government. The three-person body said yesterday that the government has committed and continues to commit acts of torture, extrajudicial executions, and arbitrary detention since 2018. It names President Daniel Ortega and Vice President Rosario Murillo, who is his wife, as participants in the violations and calls for international legal action and sanctions against those involved. The report also condemned Ortega's government for stripping 222 opponents of their nationality after they were loaded on board a plane and flown to the U.S. last month. Nicaragua's diplomatic mission in Geneva did not reply to a request for comment on the report's findings.
0: According to the BBC, the U.S. has announced a reward of up to $5 million for information on Seika Musa Baluka, the leader of the Islamic State group-linked ADF militia in the Democratic Republic of Congo. The wanted ADF leader is a Ugandan national who is likely in his late 40s, according to the U.S. State Department. Under Seka Musa Baluka's leadership, the group targets, kills, maims, rapes, and commits other sexual violence and engages in abduction of civilians, including children, the department's Rewards for Justice program said in a statement. It said the group also recruits and uses children during attacks and for forced labor in the Beni Territory of eastern DR Congo. The group is accused of killing thousands of Congolese civilians and carrying out bomb attacks in Uganda. In 2020 alone, the group is said to have killed over 849 civilians, according to the UN Security Council.
1: French news outlet Le Monde is reporting that Prince Harry and his wife Meghan have been asked to vacate their home in Britain, suggesting a further fraying of ties with the royal family amid preparations for the coronation of his father, King Charles III. Frogmore Cottage on the grounds of Windsor Castle, west of London, had been intended as the couple's main residence before they gave up royal duties and moved to Southern California. The Sun newspaper reported that Charles started the eviction process on January 11th, the day after the publication of Harry's explosive memoir, Spare. Disclosures Harry made in Spare deepened the rift between him and his family. The book included his account of private conversations with his father and his brother, Prince William. After they left Britain, Harry and Meghan had said Frogmore Cottage would remain their base when they visited the UK.
0: In lighter news from the AP, a German ice cream parlor has expanded its menu with a a skin-crawling offering, cricket-flavored scoops with dried brown crickets on top. The Unusual Confection is available at Thomas Michelino's store in southern Germany's town of Rottenburg am Neckar. Michelino has a habit of creating flavors that are far outside Germans' typical preferences for strawberry, chocolate, banana, and vanilla ice cream. In the past, he's offered liver sausage and gorgonzola cheese ice cream, as well as gold-plated ice cream, for $4.25 per scoop. That he can now produce the cricket flavor is due to a European Union regulation that allows the use of the insects in food. Under the regulation, crickets may be frozen, dried, or used as a powder. The EU already allowed migratory locusts and flower beetle larvae as a food additive.
1: That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an even-newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Cameron Bokhari of the New Lines Institute about Israel, Iran, and much more. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.